ever wonder who's really pulling the strings behind companies like Google, Twitter, Apple, and many more? Who's controlling Wall Street and corporate America? Meet Sequoia Capital, an American venture capital firm that many of us have trusted. Well, prepare for the shocking, dark truth behind it. The head of Sequoia Capital, Neil Shen, he is not only a partner of Sequoia Capital, but also Xi Jinping's money manager. Did you know that Neil Shen provided a staggering $800 million to fund Elon Musk's $44 billion takeover of Twitter? To date, Sequoia Capital manages over $13.8 billion in funds and has successfully invested in over 500 startup companies in China. Many of the invested companies have landed on the U.S. capital market through IPOs. Sequoia Capital, once regarded as a reputable firm in the U.S., has been tainted by Neil Shen's deep tie to the CCP. Speaking at the CCP's 100th anniversary, Neil Shen said, I'm committed to attend the 100th anniversary of the CCP. I encourage you all to invest in and advocate for China. People are starting to question whether Sequoia Capital is a threat to the U.S. and if they're part of a hidden shadow government. Miles Guo has been warning about the dangers for years. It's time to unveil the truth behind Sequoia Capital's connection with the CCP. It's Whistleblower Wednesday. Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show Live here on the Red Voice Media Network, known as the most dangerous media network in America today. Well, the Select Committee on the CCP isn't investigating Sequoia Capital. That's right. The House Select Committee investigating Chinese threats is targeting venture capital firms with CCP ties, but ignores the largest threat, Sequoia Capital. Well, why aren't they? Well, Research reveals that Sequoia is their top GOP donor to Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell's victory packs. Are we really so deeply tied to the Chinese communists within the Republican Party? If so, America's in much bigger trouble than many believe. And you Democrats out there don't think I'm just leaving you out, but this show I want to focus on the Republican leadership. Tech executive Brian Costello is my guest today. and. What you're about to hear is going to blow your eyelids off. It's going to open your eyes so wide. Brian, welcome to the Rob Mana Show. Hey, hey, Colonel. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me today. Hey, man, uh, you've been talking about this for a long time. I got my first tip ever on Sequoia Capital from you. Uh, I think about a year ago. Uh, and uh, it seems like you're on War Room every day now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bandit's wearing you out. Uh, but let's let's walk the audience through Sequoia Capital uh, and uh, and why it's not being investigated. But first of all, uh, there's some news been breaking today. I just wanted to let you know just before I came on on the air. Uh, there's news breaking that 150 scientists that have worked at uh, our national laboratories in the past are now in China working for the Chinese government doing tech research. Uh, yeah. and, I think, and I think that's one of the biggest issues uh, with this company is that, uh, I mean, the American side of it's headquartered in Silicon Valley, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they call that, I mean, that's a specific strategy of the Chinese Communist Party. They call them returnees, right? They come and they do their work in America and they learn what we're doing. And then when they find something novel and they're ready to go, they get asked and tapped to return to China uh, to serve their loyalty to the party. 
But yeah, I think, uh, uh, Rob, it's important for people to know that, you know, Sequoia is a very, most people don't know it as a name brand, but they do know the companies that they've actually funded. And I think it's a lot of times when we talk about an investor in a company, we downplay the importance of this, right? When mm -hmm. a venture capital firm invests in a company like Sequoia, they become a part owner in the company, right? So they leverage the network, their investors in their fund, their other portfolio companies, their access to information and intelligence. And they like to say, business venture firms themselves like to say a lot of their value actually comes after they make the investment. So this is extremely right. important. We had you know, a, a, a member of the Chinese government through a particular body sitting on top of America's top investment firm. So they would see not only the companies that they would end up investing in, which is substantial companies like TikTok and Airbnb and Google and YouTube and Apple, but they actually see companies that are competing with them that they choose not to invest in. So the intelligence flowing back to China through Shannon's Sequoia is substantial. Yeah, it, it's uh, actually it's pretty mind-boggling when you start digging into it. Uh, uh, the uh, that it looks like they've had some help recently, Brian. Uh, you know, uh, you sent me an article this morning uh, with some breaking news that some some portfolio companies uh, may be in Washington's crosshairs. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, they're fashion companies uh, because, you know, they get their products, it's believed, from the area of China uh, where the Uyghurs, uh, which are in concentration camps, uh, uh, you know, unnecessarily surveilled and, and used as slave labor come from where they get the cotton and those kind of things for for their products and everything. Uh, but as important as that is, though, the, the thread of Sequoia that taps into our tech interest area and our tech knowledge area and tech intellectual capital and those types of entrepreneurial startup companies that, that go on to become big major players uh, is really the part that bothers me the most because that's where you really get into the military stuff uh, that we don't need the Chinese Communist Party in, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you, you deal with it, right? As, as you know, from the military, you have, you know, we probably have more overlap now from the civilian and the military world with chip and semiconductor technology and artificial intelligence and autonomous technology and you know electric vehicles and radar and all, all sorts of things that are going on there. And when you look at Sequoia's portfolio in China, they invest directly aligned with the Chinese Communist Party. But I'll give you a story even on the uh, on the innocuous side. One of Shen's investments at Sequoia is a company called JD.com, which is a Amazon competitor, it's an e-commerce company. So you think it's fairly innocuous, right? They're gonna sell retail goods to consumers, but they've landed contracts with the PLA Air Force and they're actually doing the logistics for the PLA Air Force, you know, similar to if our government went in and tapped Amazon to start doing their logistics. So you really, you really can't differentiate in a communist party country like this, you know, what's gonna serve the military and what's not. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I mean I mean most informed people today that like watch this show understand that all Chinese companies really are either CCP or PLA or both closely tied and controlled really. I mean they're really owned by the by the Chinese Communist Party. There is no such thing as as a private company in my opinion. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm part of the Committee on Present Danger China. 
uh, and uh, uh, Roger Robinson, you probably know who he is, uh, testified do, yes. before Congress. Let, let's pull up clip 1A, Disco, if you can pull that up for me, showing just a little bit of Roger's uh, testimony recently. Do we really believe that the American people would have wanted to be holding unwittingly the stocks and bonds of those supporting Nazi Germany? Do we really believe the multi-trillion dollar funding of those in the CCP that would destroy our democracy and everything we hold dear in defense of where our money is going and how it is being used by Wall Street firms and other fund managers, we must act now before it is too late. Now, his testimony was well received uh, by the uh, Select Committee on the CCP, uh, but uh, this, this problem that I really wanted to focus in on today about that committee's investigations. I mean, they highlighted, they target lettered uh, four companies, uh, venture capital companies uh, uh, to, to investigate and Sequoia is not one of them. Is it really, uh, is it, I guess my question is, uh, is uh, that smacks of political shenanigans behind the scenes when it's public knowledge that Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell both are recipients of huge donations from Sequoia. Yeah, not only that, some of their portfolio companies like Citadel, which is a Sequoia portfolio company, is also a very big, substantial GOP donor. So, you know, it's, it's baffling to me, Rob. You know, I've had a number of people in the media call me and say, what do you think happened? And the only logical, reasonable explanation I could come up with is if there's some existing DOJ investigation underway and the congressional group doesn't want to get into what they call Brady Bill issues, where they're both discovering things at the same time and it's admissible. But, I, you know, based on my own interactions with the FBI and the DOJ, I do not think that's the case. I think this is yeah. political cover. I think Sequoia's power really comes from uh, its ability to direct wealth, right? So they can, you know, they own a percentage of these companies, these powerful companies now, and they bring people on the boards, you know, and I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. For example, like the CEO of the New York Times is on the board of one of their companies, Instacart. So is the New York Times going to publish anything negative about Sequoia? Absolutely not. She wants to make sure that she keeps getting, getting options. So they have the ability to kind of direct personal wealth. And then they also drive political donations as, as you're, uh, as, as you know, the world's starting to find out. Yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, it's very interesting because uh, the, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the American branch of this uh, is headquartered in Silicon Valley. Uh, and it looks like the company overall has gotten some help to me anyway, when I look at it as a casual observer, the article you sent me today uh, talks about how magically uh, Sequoia made some strategic decisions to split off their American branch in Silicon Valley uh, and their India branch. And now they've got a, a India, China, and Silicon Valley uh, branches. And then all of a sudden, the target letter came out uh, not long after that. Yeah. And you, you know, and, and you look now and Mike, you know, there's two leadership in venture firms is, is like an accounting firm or a law firm where they have partnership structures. But there's partners that tend to play a, a, a bigger weight, right? And they've had two yeah. partners who really run the firm is uh, a guy named Michael Moritz, who's a big Democratic donor and, you know, is a neighbor in the 
woke scene in San Francisco to Pelosi and Feinstein. And then you have a guy named Doug Leone who started to really gear up donations to McConnell and to uh, uh, McCarthy and to the RNC who gives on the Republican side. Um, and, and if you see portfolio companies, they're, like, they're the largest investor in the company FTX, that fraud. And they were actually giving to both sides of the aisle too. I call it the Sequoia model when you, know, you just want to buy something, you don't really care which side that you, have, you, you buy. You just want to make sure that we have malfeasance in D.C. when it comes to uh, confronting China's ec economic exploitation of the United States. Yeah, that's one of the things I learned when I uh, first ran for office, uh, dealing with these political fundraisers that you hire, you know, and uh, they take you to D.C. and, and uh, uh, me being a natural uh, uh, questioner, you know, I go, okay, uh, how do I talk to these people at like Raytheon and all that? And they go, well, they usually give to both sides. It's the first thing the political fundraisers tell you. So and they're not ideological. Uh, they're, 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 they just want to hear what your policy, you know, what your plan's going to be. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and if you're, they think you're viable, they're going to give to you. Uh, and, uh, the political fundraisers love it. Yeah. You know, I, we had a good, we had a good example of Sequoia here. We had a good example of that Robin with Sequoia here and that, you know, there was a thing called prop 30 in California where they wanted to uh -huh. tax the tax the rich to build electric vehicle infrastructure. Well, all these rich like Michael Moritz, you know, they love the climate and the uh, climate things, but when it came time to tax them to put in the electric vehicle infrastructure, his name was on the back of Gavin Newsom's commercial, sponsoring <laughs> the commercial to not tax the rich, right? So it's, you know, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of hypocrisy there. It's like, you know, uh, they're for something up until it impacts them, right? It impacts their wallet. Yeah, exactly right. Well, well, hey, Brian, I got to take a break because it's a live show now on, on this new network, Red Voice Media, uh, and uh, do an ad read and then a commercial. So we'll be right back. Uh, attention, fellow Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is being implemented as we speak. Don't be fooled. It's not going to benefit you. Uh, and you better act now before it's too late. Did you know the Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow started on July 1st? Brace yourselves when you see it because it's going to catch you off guard. Your hard-earned assets are at risk. But there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar in time with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with a gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2USA-GOLD. That's right, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately action to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without co tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833-2USA-GOLD right now. That's 833-287-2465. Call them now at 833-287-2465. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's space deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. 
But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. Act swiftly, 833-287-2465. is Mike Turner, the Republican in charge of the House Intelligence Committee. Folks out in Dayton got to be asking this question are looking for someone to primary him. Why is he not going forward with the House Intelligence investigation on this? This thing's coming apart in public because of War Room and Brian Costello and Colonel Derek Harvey and others with no help from the Republican establishment, right? Uh, McCarthy, Turner, all of them. Brian, where do they go to get the information about you? Steve, it's on Twitter, BP Costello. And what I'd add real quick to that is, you know, what they're looking at now with the China committee is how they're finding weapons. They're not looking at what Nunes was looking at, which is how they're buying off Washington. Uh, And and given that Sequoia is McCarthy's top donor, it's kind of obvious why they're not going after that. Disgusting. Brian, thank you so much. Have you back on. This is you're making massive moves. And this is the audience. This is the pressure. These rats don't like uh, being exposed. They don't like uh, sunlight. The cockroaches. Yeah, and ni- nice Brian segment Costello. with. G- I think we may get nice, to- seg- nice segment with Ginger, Steve. I think uh, GI Joe wasn't didn't make an appearance because he's going through DEI training that her husband <laughs> is pointing out, right? <laughs> Yeah. That's what Gates is trying to get to. Perfect. Costello, you're not too shabby. Right. We have to have you on a right. co-host we'll one day. Brian Costello. All right. Talk to see you, you brother. Fantastic. G.I. Joe went there. Welcome back to the Rob Beta Show live on the Red Voice Media Network, where we bring you the facts and the truth, and you don't have to have government and corporate propaganda shoved into your brain to make you try to make you believe something that just because they want you to believe it. We're talking with Brian Costello today about Sequoia Capital. Uh, and Brian, uh, we've, we've mentioned McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, a couple of times in this, but but it goes deeper than just him as Speaker of the House or him as a congressman. I mean, there there are strong ties throughout California, uh, aren't there, with this company? I, I mean, uh, I mean, Sequoia China even uh, does profit sharing with Sequoia Silicon Valley, uh, so it goes way beyond just that company specifically making political donations to Kevin McCarthy, doesn't it? Yeah, you go. I mean, so one of the principals, Moritz at Sequoia, he has a, you know, this this is pretty upsetting, right? He has a $4.2 billion nonprofit. So what he does is he invests in the China fund through the nonprofit, his own personal money, and then it comes back into this foundation. So it funds things like DGI drones and TikTok and or Paradigm, which is a military command control AI system. Uh, you know, and these companies that were mentioned in Forbes, Sheen, and all these, 
And then the money, the profits flow back to him into this nonprofit foundation, tax-free, no taxes. And then he lines that up across California to woke programs for Newsom and, and uh, Nancy Pelosi to try and keep them in power. And they know at the end of the day, their donor money is coming from the investments in China. Uh, so they can't they can't really confront uh, the economic exploitation and, and what what China is doing, you know, economically, which directly impacts our national security. Yeah, not to mention uh, people's pocketbooks. You know, I mean, everything China does economically has a direct impact uh, here in the United States uh, for everybody. You know, and uh, when we're living at a time when, I mean, gosh, the Fed just raised interest rates again. Uh, a quarter point, I think, yesterday or the day before, uh, you know, and uh, people really are hurting. And then you uh, see and hear about things like this. And Steve's right, they're cockroaches. They, they, they like yeah, the dark I, I, and they, they don't like the light being shine, shown upon them. That's one of the reasons why I asked you to come on the show this week, because I want to get start getting this out there too. And the more voices, yeah. the better. You know, he went, I mean, um, he mentioned Colonel Harvey. So I met Colonel Harvey. He was running, you know, a, a former colleague of yours in the military. Colonel Harvey and Colonel Pappas were doing great work for Devin Nunes. They did the whole Russia hoax, Hillary hoax. And Nunes really saw one of the big problems was that there was a lot of China money flowing into Washington through these corporations. So he opened an investigation into it. And when I presented him the China stuff, he said, like, hey, we have America's top investment firm, you know, who has substantial relations with university researchers and is you know, spinning out new companies to do technology, they're actually employing a member of the Chinese government. So Shen sat on the board of something called the CPPCC, which is a Chinese People Political Consultative Conference, which is an advisory body directly to the Politburo. And Xi Jinping and, you know, the foreign ministers and everybody have talked about this as their secret weapon. So we're letting a prominent member of the Chinese government access the information on all Sequoia's portfolio companies in the U.S., so they, they took it on as part of the investigation. They had the courage to do it. They were the ones who took on the weaponization of the DOJ, and they were moving here. And, you know, I went to a lot of other congressional offices, and nobody, they said, we want the dirt. Whether We don't care whether it's Republicans or uh, uh, Democrats. We want to kind of know what's going on here. And, you know, when McCarthy appointed Turner, the first thing he did was he shut down that China investigation. Uh, wow. And they let... Colonel Pappas, Colonel Harvey, and some other people on the investigatory team go. And the only, they sent a questionnaire out, Rob, to, because they didn't have subpoena power at the time. Nunes was a ranking member on the committee. Mm -hmm. They sent a questionnaire out to 40 companies to just ask. The, the only one not to respond was Sequoia. <laughs> and and they, and they really did respond. They started responding with political donations. They just didn't respond to the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, I bet Mike Turner got a lot of money, didn't he? You, you know, it flows through McCarthy. It goes into the RNC. It goes to his victory funds, and then McCarthy okay. helped prop him up. You know, running it. So it doesn't. Sequoia doesn't give directly to him. You know, the Speaker of the House has a lot of power to direct money and 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 yeah. you know who, who's in office and everything else. Yeah, two you of know, the most uh, worthless uh, political funds uh, in the United States are the NRCC, which controls uh, that victory fund for McCarthy, and then the NRSC over on the Senate side that does the same thing for Mitch McConnell. Uh, uh, all, they're, uh, all they are about is uh, protecting yeah. their power. And, and I can only speculate. I wasn't, you know, obviously in the room with, with Gallagher and the China Committee's uh, investigation now into venture capital firms. I know there's been a lot of pressure related to Sequoia. But I knew, do know when Gallagher was on 
when the spy balloon was flying over the U.S. and he was on Fox News on Maria Bartiromo, she did ask him about that investigation. You know, she did ask him about Sequoia. So he's mm-hmm. fully aware of what's going on there. I mean, all the companies are investigating and been invested by Sequoia. And what he referenced is they've done some great work in the House Intelligence Committee on this. And if the great work is shutting down the investigation and putting the report in a safe and, you know, burying a criminal referral to the DOJ, I don't know what bad work is, right? Uh, it, you know, if, if that's the good work they're doing over there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about the rules uh, in the House, but uh, uh, there shouldn't be anything that would block Gallagher from picking up that investigation and running with it. Uh. Yeah, you know, uh, because I mean, well, he, his committee's a select committee, so he could subpoena it, couldn't think, he? Yeah, and that's what I think. Yeah, he could. Any of these guys could subpoena Sequoia now, so now they could actually force him to answer the questionnaire. But you know, here's one of the problems too: Sequoia's, Sequoia's, and you can't even make this stuff up. Sequoia's chief legal officer, you know, was worked for House Intel at one point on the Democratic side, and then he worked for Lisa Monaco, the Deputy Attorney General, as her chief of staff. <laughs> Right, uh, so the re- the real attorney general. <laughs> yeah, the real attorney general. If, if, if your viewers know who Lisa Monaco is, so that's Sequoia's chief legal officer. They're you know head of public policy, worked for Kerry and State Department. Right, so this is a venture capital firm. Venture capital firms don't don't hire Washington people. Right, they hire people who do corporate transactions. Unless you're employing a member of the Chinese government and you want the government to. You know, turn the other way. You got to hire some Washington Jews to make sure that the agencies don't do anything. Yeah, and speaking speaking of the, uh, you know, the the government employee of China, uh, who's to say that he didn't put other uh, behind the scenes, uh, you know, for want of a better term, spies for the Chinese Communist Party as employees throughout that company. Well, so we now we do know the information, which is a prominent tech publication, has reported that from 2017 to 2021, Sequoia was employing Wang Yang, who was number four in the uh, Politburo, his his daughter. Uh, you know, and typically the daughters, the princelings, as they call them, go to work for state enterprises. So you know, they're essentially looking at Sequoia as a a, a state weapon. You know, it's still what Shen's done leading Sequoia is statistically impossible, Rob. If you know early stage investing, you're not. It's mm-hmm. it's too much, it's too much out of your control and too much luck. You're not consistently the year over year. Nobody in the U.S. has ever been the top investor year over year. And somehow, in a communist country where everything rolls up to the party, he's managed to be the top investor year after year. So you can't tell me that isn't that isn't a direct state effort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen uh, you know media bullets uh, and headlines saying that he is the Neil Chin is the the uh, the uh, capital investment advi- direct advisor to, to Xi Jinping. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a that's a straight line way to look at yeah. it. But uh, but in effect, uh, that's really what he is. Yeah, because you can take a company worth a million dollars, right? And you can put Sequoia money in it. You can get it the right contracts, the right relationships. And then you can take it public in the U.S., Right, worth tens of billions of dollars, and all that money flows, wealth gets created, with the exception of the U.S. investors in Sequoia's mm-hmm. fund and the Sequoia partners. That all flows back into China, right? Yeah. So if they want to, if they want to gear up their cash to buy, you know, certain things they need in, in, you know, minerals or oil or military weapons, all they need to do is, you know, tap Shen to go call Goldman and take a few of their companies public, and then they get the cash pouring into the country. Wow. 
you know, and there's a lot more companies uh, that they've invested in. TikTok is one, right? Uh, and TikTok's kind of similar too. They they've got the Chinese company ByteDance, uh, and then uh, then they've set up an American front, uh, what I call a front company. Uh, uh, is that the same setup that Sequoia has? Because Sequoia is known as an American company here, as opposed to a Chinese company that's been allowed to come in and operate, et cetera, like the other ones that we've been trying to get delisted and those kind of things that are exempt from uh, things like SEC uh, audits and that kind of stuff. Uh, so Sequoia is a little bit different than that, isn't it? Is, is, is TikTok yeah, the same setup? Well, no, I mean, TikTok's a corporation, so ByteDance is a corporation, and TikTok's a subsidiary of that corporation, right? And, and Sequoia owns 10% purportedly of the whole right. of the whole shebang, right? And they say right. it's worth 200-something million dollars right now. The second that their concerns with the government are alleviated, that's worth 500 billion or 700. It's one of the most valuable companies in the world from that standpoint, right? So there's a significant amount of stake there. But the, what, what, the way the Sequoia and the China funds work is, is um, uh, typically the partners and some of the limiteds in the U.S. fund will also invest in the China fund, right? So their customers kind of overlap. And then for giving them a Sequoia name, they typically get a percentage of what's called the carried interest. So the way funds work, not to get too complex, is usually the investor in a fund pays a 2% management fee every year. And then the fund gets a 20% return on any profit they break. So if Sequoia China is getting that 20% return, they're taking some percentage of that uh, and bringing it back. So like, we'll just, we'll take it down to the TikTok map. So let's say TikTok's with $500 billion, right? 10% mm-hmm. uh, uh, is $50 billion is going to flow back to Sequoia entities, the China entity and probably the U.S. entity. Some of that China entity has the U.S. partners and the U.S. limited partners invested in it, right? Mm-hmm. Then uh, 20% of that uh, 50 billion is gonna go to the partners. Some of that's gonna go to Shen himself and some of that's gonna go to the US uh, partners. So there's a substantial money at stake there. And so, you know, my big concern on TikTok is I think it's the ultimate election interference tool, right? We know yeah. social media is, we know social media has been used for election interference and we don't seem to be hearing a lot about that into 2024, but you know, we have, Sequoia, who wants to keep the Chinese door open. We have Shen, who's the only Chinese national on the board, and his longtime lawyer has actually been put in as the CFO, you know, mm-hmm. running this influence platform. You know, and I know there's substantial allegations and claims at the SEC, the DOJ, the right. FBI, the field office that aren't being pursued. And is that not yeah. being pursued because maybe TikTok can help with the election? It's certainly, there's certainly a lot that points to that. Oh, I think so. I mean, their their TikTok's big threat is its data access and data use and manipulation and ability to access individuals in the United States and and millions of them. So I think you're spot on with that. Well, we've got to take another break, Brian. When we come back, we will hear from Derek Harvey uh, in a specific area about research and development and that investigation. I'm Rob Manis. The Rob Main Show Live. We're talking with Brian Costello today about uh, Sequoia Capital, a threat to the United States, and it's being protected. We'll be right back.
I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Thanks America! We were doing a, 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 a scan of all the information available and trying to figure out what was really going on. And we had issues being brought to us from FBI agents saying, we're going after the small fish, but we're not doing anything about what's right there, right in front of us, and that is Sequoia Capital. And as I talked to people at the Congressional Research Service and then expanded the net and started talking to people that are involved in the financial markets, it, it's an open secret what Sequoia Capital was doing and the relationship with the Chinese Communist Party and the intersection there where Sequoia Capital was we, actually the starship, okay, um, for the Chinese effort to access our R&D, what's going on in all our startup industries across the high-tech R&D area in Silicon Valley and elsewhere. And then they would mine it. They go through viewing rooms because if you're going to invest in the company, you can go into a, basically they call it a viewing room to understand what is going on, where they're headed, to see if you want to invest significant capital. When Sequoia Capital invests, they go in and they try to put people on the management team as well as on the board. So they have extra uh, insight into what's going on. And that continues to feed the monster, which then, in our view, you know, translates back because Neil Shen is the linchpin between the two, and they see in the this stuff go comes back to China. They invest in China in like industries in the same industries. Sometimes they buy the companies. Sometimes they just stay invested in them, and then they open the door and they try to encourage American investors, American corporations, to invest in those same types of ideas in China to fund their state-of-the-art R&D. And that's where you wind up with 19 of 23 areas of military research, the leading and most important areas being led now by China. America's- Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show live on Red Voice Media Network, uh, known as the most dangerous media network in America, because why? We bring you the facts and the truth, and we're bringing you the facts about the Sequoia capital today uh, and its tentacles that are deep and wide into the American political arena, the American economic arena, and the American defense research and development arena in the tech area, especially we're talking with Brian Costello, a, a, a tech executive and entrepreneur uh, who's really 
become an expert on Sequoia Capital and what it's up to. Now that doesn't sound nefarious at all, Brian. Uh, <laughs> how how Carl Harvey described uh, how they're how they do this, especially to get into the research and development of the high tech. Uh, uh, the leading edge of high tech, you know, uh, one of the things I'm really worried about, like a lot of other people, are is artificial intelligence and where it's going. And we know we know that the military is always on the cutting edge of that type of technology, uh, and uh, the military uses startup companies and, uh, and those kinds of companies uh, and uh, and the education scientific infrastructure uh, to develop these technologies and eventually produce them. Uh, and in a classified arena, implement and use them on the battlefield or, or, or in the information warfare arena and those kinds of things. Uh, uh, but this, uh, this really is concerning, especially when you look at it through the lens of that Mike Gallagher is not investigating these guys yet. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and, you know, you talked at the beginning of the show about the people from the national labs going to work for China. So, you know, because of the Sequoia brand name and what it's synonymous for, like, it, you know, Sequoia funded Cisco out of Stanford, right? Chen's yeah. used his tentacles and Sequoia's China's tentacles to get into our top universities, too. So at Stanford, you talk about artificial intelligence. They have the uh, Human Center for Artificial Intelligence. The professor who runs it is a woman named Fei-Fei Li. And she's the Sequoia Endowed Professor. She's a Chinese national from Tsinghua University who, uh, when she was at Google, uh, was famous for leaking the letter related to Project Maven and criticizing the U.S. when she previously had been working with the China China military on drone and AI-related stuff. Shen is uh, chair of the Yale Center Beijing. So he set up the Yale Center. So folks like Jake Sullivan, who's on the National Security Council, when he sits yeah. on the bench and is in an office at Yale, he gets paid to go speak at the Yale Center Beijing, you know, indirectly through Shannon Sequoia, uh, mm -hmm. through the through the Yale Center. Um, uh, the number two at Sequoia China is a big donor to Penn. And we all know that, you know, the issues with Biden and Blinken at Penn and, uh, you know, some of Shen's close associates. So they figured out how to bring that China money into the universities too and get access to the research and scientists along, you know, by using the venture capital firm's name. Right, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of lowered everyone's guard. The fact that like, well, hey, these guys are from China, but they're using the name of U.S. top investment firm. And for a long time, Shen, it you know, until we Colonel Harvey and I revealed it on Fox, Shen used to hide that he was on his political body in his bio. So when you would read uh, his bio on the different things, he actually would not put that he was on the National Committee of the Chinese People Political Consultative Conference. It was admitted in his when you know Yale announced him as chair of the School of Management Board of Advisors of the Yale Center of Beijing, this, there was no mention that he was with this Chinese government body. So they were hiding this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's one of my questions is, okay, who is this Neil Chin uh, in, a, uh, in a more detailed way? Uh, I mean, he's in the Chinese government. He's a member of the Chinese yeah. Communist Party. But he yeah. was leading... Uh, I say was because I, according to the latest, he's gone to just be at Sequoia China now instead of uh, being over uh, the Silicon Valley branch. Apparently, with the split off, looks like they're well, trying so to they're, protect them. Yeah. But but so they, but so they, where does so, he where did he come from? I mean, well, so 
you know, he's a, he's a typical, you know, supposedly he came from a red family and, you know, was educated in the U.S. and was a smart guy and, you know, started his own company at one point that was backed by Carlisle Group and, you know, built some U.S. connections there. And then Sequoia in 2005 hired him to uh, set, up, set up shop there after, you know, it was a couple of years after uh, China went into the World Trade Organization that they started, the venture guys started to see there was a potential to kind of bring a lot of the internet stuff over there and, you know, package these companies up and take them public in the, in the U.S. Um, yeah, his, 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 uh, his relationships are extensive uh, in terms of his network. And, you know, he's, he's, he's known as kind of gate in the tech community if you need to get the CCP's blessing to do business in China. You know, a lot of people, even non-Sequoia portfolio companies, go through him. Yeah, uh, you know, in that first video I showed uh, for the cold open, uh, mentioned uh, Tesla and uh, Twitter and Elon Musk, uh, and uh, uh, I tend to agree with Steve Bannon that uh, Musk is uh, uh, there's something nefarious going on there. To you know, I don't I don't uh, trust the guy as far as I could spit him, quite frankly. And uh, when you see all this funding and everything and where it's coming from and that he never, uh, he never calls out the Chinese Communist Party uh, or anything to do with that, uh, it sounds like he's pretty well captured too, like a lot of the other leadership in the United States. Yeah, he is, you know, I mean, listen, you know, I always say that Xi Jinping controls more global wealth than anybody, right? Because. It's not just the Chinese companies that are listed in the U.S. He controls the percentage of U.S. market cap companies, companies like Tesla uh, and Apple and NVIDIA and Walmart, these companies doing business in China. You know, if he decides to pull an NBA and kick them out of the country, like if he kicks Musk, you know, how much of, of Tesla stock is going to be wiped out overnight, particularly that, you know, he's been given a lot of state subsidies in terms of his Shanghai uh, gigafactory and everything like that. So there's, you know... Um, there's a lot of potential conflict there. And we, and we all know that the Chinese uh, Communist Party, if you're having success in China, they expect you to be loyal in the party, to the party, uh, no matter where you are. So if they come asking for something, you know, and, the, and, the, and this is one of the problems we have with Chinese companies, uh, public, Rob, you know, there, there's, there was this whole rule that everybody pushed through in Congress that everybody voted for related to accounting transparency. The problem with Chinese companies was U.S. is not counting. That's a straw man to deceive the American people. The, right. the, the board members who are Chinese nationals, they represent the interests of the Chinese Communist Party. They don't represent the interests of the shareholders or the constituents in the company. So if they know a CEO right. or, or is committing fraud, they're not going to turn in because it embarrasses the Chinese Party. And the, and the Chinese people know that. And our regulators, like the Securities Exchange Commission and the Department of Justice who do this, are sitting on tons of crimes that they just let keep happening. They don't do anything about it. Uh, you know, and so there's a bunch of allegations and claims against Shen himself in terms of some of the things he's done in capital markets over the years, defrauding U.S. investors, that they just turn the other way and ignore. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the frustrating things, uh, you know, and uh, like you, uh, I'm, I'm members, of, like I'm a, I'm a member of the Committee on the Present Danger China that's... Uh, 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 pretty well known, uh, and uh, and when I see Mr. Robinson, uh, he, I mean he works very hard to, in the financial arena, uh, and and I've observed his work; it's very good. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, it, it, 
just to get the DOD and the federal government from not investing the TSP, the Thrift Savings Program, in Chinese companies that are direct ties to the People's Liberation Army uh, is uh, very difficult to do, very difficult yeah. to do. Uh, I mean, we're putting our our military veterans' retirements on the line at the control of the Chinese Communist Party and the PLA. It's incredible. Yeah, because these firms like BlackRock and you know Blackstone and Sequoia and all these guys, they're they're tapped. They're like, hey, we want we want the U.S. to continue to have a financial interest in China, so you can't yeah. decouple and you can't do it. So they're they're put on pressure and their political donations. You know, are tied. They ask behind the scenes, like, don't, don't, don't restrict this. Um, you know, and the reality is, you're investing people's money in a market with no rule of law. A government's building weapons at us. They've got protectionist and mercantilist measures. They manipulate their currency. They've got. Uh, um, uh, they don't allow the free flow of capital in and out of the country. So companies like Apple and Tesla and all these companies, they can't actually get their cash out of China. China restricts it. So we're letting right. a company. We're letting a country not play by international norms, you know, commit crimes in our country and doing nothing about it. It's it's absurd, all because they're paying off the right people. Exactly right. They're paying off the right people. Uh, and uh, it's it's really damning. It, it really yeah. is damning, Brian. Well, we've got to take one more break uh, for a commercial, uh, and then we'll come back for our last segment. Uh, uh, and you know, we'll we'll open with a new cold open video. It's not just Sequoia Capital, uh, but I want to talk to Brian uh, when we come back about what can the American people do. You know, what are the steps that we can take from our level, uh, in addition to calling out our congressional representatives and trying to get them off the dime and do something about this. Uh, uh, I'm Rob Manus, Red Voice Media Network. We bring you facts and truth. And that's very dangerous here in America today. We'll be right back. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. DOJ all had the information. They find the nation is the CCP. So, so basically, the CCP guy has been running your biggest private equity firm, investing in all those technology technology in the past almost 20 years. 
So here we are boycotting, you know, Bud Light and Disney and, and this, that, and the other. But you have places like BlackRock, Vanguard, and Sequoia that are owning and running and, don't, and, 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 and lending money and lending capital to all of these companies uh, that, that we call woke and that we boycott. But really, the, the companies that we call woke and that we boycott, they answer to somebody. They answer to big banks, they answer to Sequoia, they answer to BlackRock, they answer to Vanguard. And you're saying that one of our, if not our biggest investment company, venture capitalist company, Sequoia, is run and operated, American company is run and operated by the CCP? Am I, did I, did yeah. I take that incorrectly? That's right. You're absolutely correct. So what I'm saying is your government right now has a portion of it has been seized by the Chinese Communist Party and the Davos. If you look at their uh, 2020, they actually issued a, a, a document celebrating their 50 years accomplishment. They say... 50 years, a partner in shaping history. Okay, think about the title. What about history? History is the past turn. How do you shape history? Okay, what do you mean by a partner Davos is a shaping history? That means the way we live, everything we know of has been designed by them. I went through the documents in the show later on, will be aired at 9 p.m. And I draw the, uh, the, the things for you. When the CCP did what and what event happened. So you will see the parallel and see that leading to the culminated end of that, which is 2019, the biotech, which Miles School has trying to be warm you because all of a sudden, the world elites and the government leaders seems to like attended the same school even the same class saying the same thing yeah. at the same time yeah, yeah okay yeah so what had happened this is a plan this is a trap okay the communism wanted to break what you have because they are standing the way to global dominance welcome back to the rob mana show it's whistleblower wednesday and uh we're talking Sequoia Capital. You know, uh, I said it earlier, and uh, Brian Costello has said it many times, it is a dangerous threat to the United States. Uh, if you don't get that from uh, Ava Chin's uh, discussion there uh, from whistleblowers, uh, then you just don't get it. You know, Brian, uh, uh, Bill Evanina, the former director of the National Counterintelligence and Security Center, is testifying today, and I'll quote him. Uh, this just came across the wire. The inability or unwillingness to look behind the curtain and deal with this existential threat is no longer an option. This existential threat emanates from a very capable competitor who is looking beyond competition to global dominance, close quote. Uh, that just happened. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really incredible. And, uh, you know, Ava mentioned Davos there and the uh, obviously, World Economic Forum comes to mind, the World Health Organization, all, all entities that uh, I believe are captured, elite captured by the Chinese Communist Party, which is really what's occurring in our country here. Uh, it's a much bigger problem than just one company, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Sequoia's there. They usually got five or six people in Davos. But yeah, I mean, I, I look at it just, you know, some of the capital market stuff I discovered. Rob, I look at, you know, okay, you see this company and there's a bunch of fraud committed by the Chinese executives. And then you look and the investors are BlackRock and Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. And they don't participate in the civil lawsuits uh, protecting their shareholders. They don't point out the frauds. They know these things are happening. They keep their mouth shut because they don't want to lose their license to operate in China. And I think this is very important uh, for the American people to know that, that China is actually opening up its market to our financial services firms. 
But by doing that, they're actually decoupling because they're still dependent on the U.S. financial markets for things and a, a right. market that operates under a rule of law. If they can shift more and more over the business over to uh, China, where it doesn't operate under their rule of law, which we're letting, which we're we're enabling their sham yeah. market to be successful because we hide the crimes, right? That's right. That actually is decoupling. They're ending their dependence on the financial services market. And I like to say, you know, $57 trillion financial services market in China with no rule of law and Wall Street entering. I mean, what possibly could go wrong there, right? <laughs> There's yeah. a reason why there are there are oversight bodies that exist on these areas. You're right. I mean, uh, what the hell could go wrong? Everything could go wrong, man. It, this is a, this is crazy. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I mean, it was only a matter of time. You know, everybody always talks about, oh, the United, the, the hand ringers. You know, the United States. We can't do anything to China. We're too, we're too coupled together economically now, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, well, of course, the Chinese know that, and and they have a goal to decouple. I'm sure in their long-range plans, so that they can become uh, so independent. Uh, that uh, they can be that global hegemon that their that their uh, their in-state uh, goal is. Uh, I mean, that's their in-state goal. There, there's no doubt yeah, about they, it. They named it China Made in 2025. They picked the strategic industries that they were still dependent on the U.S. chips, semiconductors, autonomous technology, certain stuff, and they uh, they developed an industrial plan. And and if you look at Sequoia and Shen, he he invests right along with that. Uh, industrial plan, and he goes to companies like Illumin in the U.S. under the Sequoia name and using the Sequoia partners, and I'm sure their contacts, and convinces them to invest in companies and help build a human genome sequencing uh, industry so they can replace, you know, their dependency on us for biotech and pharmaceuticals and everything else. So they they are uh, decoupling, moving very fast, uh, doing this. They're shutting, because of AI, they're shutting off access to data mm -hmm. and information. Um, uh, in the country. You know, some people think that might be part of planning for the invasion of Taiwan, and there's certainly that aspect of it, too. I think they're shutting off certain data because they don't want people using AI to mine the data. You know, you might be able to, yeah. somebody might be able to pop some formula in there that shows how much the elite actually has invested in China and what the financial interest <laughs> is. You know, and the, and the numbers yeah. are staggering, Rob. The thing I, you know, Sequoia, while the government was sitting on all these claims, they let Shen raise a fresh $9 billion from U.S. investors. And what people don't understand is $9 billion is a big number. But when U.S. investors invest in a risky market like that, they're looking for a substantial return. So that's supposed yeah, to come back as yeah. $200 billion, right? right? And if Sequoia exactly. is only, only going to own 10 15% of the companies, you're talking about $2 trillion in company being created with U.S. investors invested in that. Uh, that are directly wow. aligned with the Chinese government's plan to supplant the U.S. Wow. Well, when you're when you're talking to just you know my audience is regular people. You know, uh, we're we're folks that don't live in Washington D.C. Uh, uh, you know, uh, they if they run for office, it's like probably for city council, county commissioner, school board, that kind of stuff. Uh, but they're very well informed. Uh, what do you advise people to do uh, where we can have a positive impact on this and get the ball rolling, the machinery moving to end this capture? Because we have to end it. You know, Rob, I, I agree with you. I mean, at the end of the day, Rob, I'm a regular person too. I got, you know, uh, 
three three kids and we're trying to make it a better mm-hmm. place. And I'm I'm going out of limb here. This is my industry, right? I'm confronting some of the more powerful yeah. players in the industry. So I think people just need to speak up. They need to reach out to uh you know, they need to reach out to the senators, they need to reach out to the congressmen, reach out to the committee on China, send a letter and say, why aren't you investigating Sequoia? You know, particularly if some of the representatives in that are in their district. Uh they can yeah. reach out to the speaker's office. Like people just need, need you know need to be heard. Uh, you know, social media is great. Get the word out on social media. I know you've been very supportive and and helping me do that. And you know, we're starting to build a little momentum here. We have you know you know we have gotten aspects of this shut down, right? Uh, yeah. Moritz is leaving Sequoia. Shen is splitting. Uh, um, you know, the, there's a facade that this is being unwind. So we need to turn it from a facade into really really being unwound and you know protecting our industries. And it's more important now than ever with, you know, the civilian, civilian military overlap and artificial intelligence. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's some technology guys that have come out of ByteDance and TikTok that are directly funding, they're directly building military command control systems on the AI side. So, you know, it's more important than ever that we, uh, you know, don't, don't t- continue to turn the other way, uh, you know, because the elite in the country have been picked to make money in China and we don't want to confront what's really going on. So I just, I, people... Uh, just need to be vocal about it. They need to, uh, yeah. you know, call it call it what it is. Absolutely. Well, Brian, thank you very much for uh, spending so much time with us. Uh, uh, we'll get this out, and we'll get it out over and over again, and everything. Uh, where can folks find you at? Uh, what are your coordinates on uh, the network? Yeah, really? just uh, just on Twitter, BP Costello. I keep trying to keep it pretty simple, and and so far, Elon hasn't suppressed any of the Sequoia stuff. So at least that's a that's yeah. a positive sign for us. And I. I appreciate your support and you being there too, Colonel, and, and uh, using your platform and your voice to get this out there. Absolutely. We've all got to defend the country in our own little way, and I'm just trying to keep doing it the way I've always done it all my life. Uh, thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah. Uh, we'll have you back uh, you. in the near future. We appreciate it. Well, folks, Thank that's Brian Costello, uh, tech executive uh, and entrepreneur, uh, and he's right. Uh, call your congressman. Uh, write your congressman. Uh, write the chairman of the select committee on the CCP, Mike Gallagher. Write the speaker, Kevin McCarthy. Write the majority leader, uh, Steve Scalise. Write the minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, in the House of Representatives. Write Schumer. Write McConnell. Uh, get them to move on this. They need to swallow their pride uh, and uh, find other sources of funding that so they're not captured by the Chinese Communist Party because that's what's going on. It is an existential threat, especially since they are so deeply tentacled and drilled into our military research and development uh, for things like artificial intelligence. And Elon Musk, don't you dare censor Sequoia Capital on the X platform. We're gonna call you out and you're gonna know it uh, and uh, you would be doing the wrong thing if you did that. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. It's Truth Thursday, and uh, I'm Rob Manus, Red Voice Media Network, the most dangerous network in America, just because we bring you the facts and the truth instead of government propaganda. <laughs>